Welcome to 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and this is episode number 39 of the podcast. And yesterday, yesterday is Monday. It is 10.03 p.m. on the West Coast. Yesterday, the 49ers took the field versus the Los Angeles Chargers. There were some good, there were some bad, and a lot to dive into. So today, we are going to evaluate the play of quarterbacks Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance like we always do. Going to answer the question, why hasn't Kyle Shanahan named his starting quarterback yet? And we'll play our week two edition of Stock Up, Stock Down. But first, we have some housekeeping to do. The first thing to do is talk about the injury updates of the 49ers. Following Sunday's game versus the Chargers, Maurice Hurst has a high ankle sprain and Michael Kendricks has turf toe. They're going to miss at least a month of time, so... We could easily see both these guys on the short-term IR. And at least with Hurst, I can see them putting him on short-term IR simply because he's someone who has played well thus far in training camp, played well thus far in preseason. And he's someone who you can kind of furlough making that 53-man roster cut. You can kind of say, hey, Hurst, go on the short-term IR. You'll be our 54th guy to a certain <laughs> to a certain degree. Uh, and then when you're done and you're healthy, we'll see and make the assessment then. Uh, that can lead to guys like Contavious Street making the team, who's played very well in the last few preseason games and in camp. Uh, then Michael Kendricks. Uh, we'll get into him a little more later uh, during Stock Up, Stock Down. Uh, turf Toe, same thing with Jokowski Tart, Turf Toe as well. Uh, these guys, uh, Michael Kendricks definitely... When you look at someone who you think of like he's a depth piece, he's someone you can bring in kind of in the middle of the season to fill a role for a short period of time, really isn't that bad. But someone you bring in during preseason, during training camp to maybe fight for a role that is kind of already filled uh, in a in a position group that really does have already a good chunk of depth. Uh, I didn't understand the Michael Kendrick signing, but again, We'll get into more of Michael Kendricks during Stock Up and Stock Down. And with all that being said, let's start the Week 2 edition of Stock Up and Stock Down. Alright, this week in Stock Up, Stock Down, our first Stock Up, that is Travis Benjamin. It was all about the Benjamins. This past week, I'm sorry for the awful pun. Sorry for the awful, uh, uh, the joke, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's late again. I'm going to Oregon tomorrow morning. Uh, so, again, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> that was corny. Um, but I think one thing we can all agree upon. When the Niners signed Travis Benjamin last year, uh, we said, okay, you know, a depth piece, not a big deal. But going into this season, I think the consensus was past his prime receiver, really shouldn't be here, he didn't play last year because of a COVID opt-out, which is fine, but he's older, I think he's what, 31, 32 years old, uh, and you know, again, the consensus was past his prime, a guy who really hasn't played well in a few seasons, in the seasons that he has played in, uh, he does carry that $1 million cap hit, which could be used elsewhere in case a team does want to go out and grab their secondary piece, or go out and grab maybe an interior offensive lineman. Uh, but on Sunday, and really this past week in camp against his former team, the Chargers, Travis Benjamin showed out. 
Uh, and again, showed out in preseason and training camp look very different than showed out uh, in the regular season. <laughs> so let's make that clear. Uh, two receptions, 24 yards, one touchdown, but it's how he looked on tape. And I think he's kind of in this battle with Simba Webster and, and Richie James Jr. as to who can kind of be that receiver, kick returner, punt returner, hybrid guy. And Benjamin, and I think the guy who wins that role is the person who can separate himself playing receiver. Because the Niners don't want to carry seven receivers, but if the kick return, punt return guy is not going to separate himself as a receiver, then there's an issue. And so I think what James showed on Sunday was, I have sturdier hands than the guys I'm trying to beat out. And that brings us to our first stock down of this past week. Richie James Jr. again had a couple more drops on Sunday, had a couple more drops in uh, the practices with Chargers. Uh, I think it's his sixth or eighth drop, kind of in between there, of training camp and preseason. It's not been a good 2021 or beginning of 2021 for Richie James Jr. Again, he has had five returns that being punts and kicks combined, only averaging 18 yards. Uh, he really hasn't been that good. And, and while he did show more consistency on Sunday, those drops are going to haunt him. You cannot drop the football. Kyle Shanahan hates uh, running backs who fumble. He's going to hate receivers who drop the ball, especially if guys like Garoppolo or even Trey Lance who are gunning it in there <laughs> over and over and over again with the bullet of arm they have. Uh, James has to tighten that up real quick or he's going to see himself get cut unless he balls against the Raiders. So stock up Benjamin, stock down James Jr. Stock up our second stock up, Jalen Moore. Uh, again, he was asked to step up in the absence of Trent Williams, who was out after got his knee drained. Uh, Moore played the entire game. And I want to read a stat for you. In 61 snaps over the past two preseason week one, week two, he has only allowed two pressures. 61 snaps, two pressures. Jalen Moore, like talk about a draft steal. Jalen Moore looks phenomenal. Again, I understand, you know, uh, going against the ones for a tiny bit of time, then playing the twos and the threes. Like he's he should play a little better. It should ball out a little more. But talk about a draft steal again. Uh, after losing Justin School, there's kind of uncertainty of can Moore be that guy? Is Sean Coleman that guy? But uh, there is no more concern. Jalen Moore should be this team's uh, swing tackle in 2021. Stock down again. Sean Coleman again this week. Uh, didn't play this week due to injury. Uh, he struggled this far in camp when he has played. And the emergence of Moore continues to slide Sean Coleman down. And his stock rating continues to tumble. Again, releasing him can free up almost $1 million. If guys continue to go down in the interior offensive line, I can see them saying, hey, Coleman, go elsewhere. We, we will find another guard or someone to fill a role, at least as a depth piece going forward. So uh, more stock up. Sean Coleman, stock down. Uh, stock up. Colt McKivitz. Colt McKivitz. In week one of preseason this year, he had one of PFF's highest graded run and pass blocking grades. He has been stellar thus far in the run blocking category for San Francisco. And I don't know about you, but go back to 2019, or I guess 2020, uh, when McKivitz got drafted, the context is so important. Staley had just retired, Trent Williams was just acquired 
uh, from Washington, and there was kind of uncertainty of, is Williams going to be that same player? Remember, he didn't play uh, the season prior to. Granted, he had a dispute with, uh, with with Washington, but he had injuries. And McKivitz was kind of that draft, <laughs> that, that draft pick where you're saying, like, or the Niners were saying, like, hey, like, he can maybe replace Joe Staley because they didn't know what Williams was going to be. Now, again, we are happy with what they got. You know, a six-year six contract extension, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. But with Williams locked up, McKivitz has kind of had to find that place to be. Like, where do I play on the offensive line? And he has filled in that right guard uh, phenomenally. He looks like a right guard. Maybe he can be that uh, center, right guard, left guard combo for this team. And if you're asking me, an O-line with depth of McKivitz, Jalen Moore, and Aaron Banks until he is named a starter eventually, hopefully in his career, I mean, that's something to make you excited uh, when the depth arguably has played better than some starters in the NFL thus far in preseason. Stock down, Michael Kendricks, already talked about him. When they signed him, I said... Kind of a waste of money. Now he's hurt. And my, my, and my thought was, oh wow, kind of a waste of money. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. And again, out with turf toe, M- Michael Kendricks, go away. <laughs> Just go away. Uh, and our final stock up, Jamador, Lenore, uh, two games thus far. 100 snaps, six targets, one reception, nine yards allowed. One interception, one pass block, and a passer rating when targeted... 0.0 Jalen Moore, Gamador Lenore, Tano Hufunga have looked phenomenal for this 49ers team in their rookie seasons. Uh, honorable mentions, Jamichael Hasty, Contavious Street, both guys who have balled out, guys who maybe were on the fringe and making the roster have looked really good in preseason, really good in training camp. But we all know, you didn't come here to hear me talk about Jamichael Hasty. You didn't hear, or you didn't come here to hear me talk about Contavious Street or how much I despise Michael Kendricks. You came here to talk about or to listen, to join the conversation of uh, week two of preseason and where is this quarterback competition? Can we call it a competition? Uh, Many of you know where I stand about this quote-unquote competition, Uh, but I do want to start drive one of the game, Jimmy Garoppolo, about 16 snaps, again, he, he looked shaky. Uh, I was talking to some friends. Zane from the 49ers Web Zone podcast. Uh, I think it's a No Huddle podcast. Um, we talked a little bit about... He looked kind of shaky. The footwork was kind of antsy. He looked like maybe there was some trepidation in regards to maybe who was blocking for him. He just looked like he was kind of... Uh, he was rattled a little bit. I'm not sure what that was. Maybe he was hyped up playing in... A, in LA in their new stadium for the first time. I have no idea what it could have been. Um, but <laughs> uh, week two of preseason, it really wasn't what you wanted to see out of Garoppolo, knowing that Trey Lance, or at least has been the talk of the town, uh, despite really not playing that well in week one of preseason. Um, but Garoppolo, to me, and again, in my opinion, I don't think he was awful. People will tell you, well, Garoppolo wasn't that good, and again... My thought process is still, Garoppolo hasn't done anything to lose the job. Lance has done nothing to win the job, but he's getting real close, in my opinion. Um, Garoppolo, on Sunday, 3-for-6, 50% comp percentage, 11 rush yards. Did you see 
scrambling Jimmy Garoppolo out there. He, I, I don't know. He, he looked like a chicken uh, with his head cut off. And again, it was impressive <laughs> because we haven't seen that from Jimmy Garoppolo really ever. Uh, he was running for his life, but again, 11-yard run for a first down. He had four first downs in that drive. Yes, the one interception. Was it a bad pass? Was it a drop? Kind of both. Like, yes, it was high. But that ball needs to be caught. Ayuk had two drops on Sunday. Not really what you want to see. Maybe he was just having a bad game and it happened to come at the uh, the cost of Jimmy Garoppolo's INT totals. But, look, Garoppolo wasn't great. We can all agree with that, right? A 50% comp percentage, not great. Again, if, if Ayuk catches that ball, we're looking at like 4 for 7, 4 for 6. Uh, probably a field goal or touchdown again. Like, Garoppolo's drive on Sunday was kind of similar to what he did against the Chiefs week one of preseason. Again, he wasn't great, but he was Jimmy. He was efficiently and consistently moving the ball downfield. Again, I understand he was missing high a lot. You can't do that. And it kind of gave me flashbacks to week one of the regular season versus Arizona, where I was like, dude, why... Jimmy has games like that where you're like, why are you missing high all of a sudden? Like, why do you feel antsy or amped up? And one thing I realized about Jimmy is in big pressure moments, he plays really well. We all know it. In 2019, four fourth quarter comebacks, was tied for first in the NFL. Uh, He plays better, in my opinion, under pressure. And yes, you can point to, well, well, he lost the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, like, they, they did lose. And Jimmy didn't play great, but it wasn't awful. I understand he's a quarterback, most important position on the field. Like, I, I get it. But <laughs> Garoppolo, at least in my opinion, plays better. And I think it, the stats back it up. He plays better after interceptions. He plays better down in games. He plays better coming back in games in the fourth quarter with two minutes. Like, Jimmy plays better under pressure. And maybe maybe he thinks he's won the starting job. Maybe Shanahan and him have talked about it, and so maybe he wasn't really on his best game. Again, that's all hearsay. That can just be some idiot in his bedroom talking about the Niners. <laughs> but, again, like, Garoppolo, when he doesn't feel pressure, you can tell that he's kind of a different quarterback. And by pressure, I mean, you know, the situation, not, you know, in the pocket. Um... Because, again, like, you're playing the Chargers who really aren't that good. No, they may surprise some teams, but aren't that good. You have Debo, you have Ayuk. I know you don't have Trent, you don't have Alex Mack. So, and again, maybe that was an issue. Maybe he was like, Jacob Brendel's my center again. Uh, I'm not completely confident in this guy. But go back to, it, and it's, it's interesting because the Niners didn't have joint practices last year. Uh, and in 2019, the team they had joint practices with was Denver, and Garoppolo struggled. You know, the five interception practices, like, oh my god, you know, we're paying this guy. But again, then he has joint practices again this year against the Chargers, and and comes out, and and again, he looks like he's antsy. looks like there's something going on, but I wonder if maybe he didn't have that pressure on him in, in regards to of, like, look, this drive really doesn't matter, to a certain degree, obviously, you want to build that chemistry and build the, the momentum going into week three, into the, the week one of the NFL season. But he just seemed like a, a guy who was like, all right, like, I can miss high. Like, I'm playing loose, I'm playing easy. 
Uh, but again, there kind of seemed to be maybe in the back of his head, like, I don't need to buckle down here. And that may have led to him maybe being more antsy, may, may, maybe him being a little uncertain. But again, the stat line, 3 for 6, 11 rushing yards, 4 first downs, 1 interception, kind of, yes, but kind of. Uh, but again, go back to last week when I talked about you have to be consistent and efficient. That was the one thing Trey Lance needed to do if he was going to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and again, Garoppolo was just that. He was consistent and efficient. I understand, again, high passes. You you want better out of Garoppolo. That Ayuk pass could have been uh, out more in front to his chest. No doubt about it. It wasn't a great throw. But again, Garoppolo, four first downs, was was the quarterback on the field when his team was moving the ball efficiently downfield. He was getting first downs. He was running for first downs. And he looked like a guy who looked like himself. <laughs> he looked like the quarterback we all know. But again, consistent and efficient. That is Jimmy Garoppolo, correct? Cool, we got it. Uh, Trey Lance, on his first three drives, was not consistent nor efficient. One for five. Uh, 20% comp percentage, nine yards, one sack, one interception. He was, miss- he was missing high receivers just like Jimmy was. He looked rushed in the pocket. It was kind of, you know, he would take a step back, look, and fire. And that sometimes that's okay. Like, if you have a, a, a play designed for one certain player, that's fine. But he was inaccurate. He missed a- he, he bounced the pass to a receiver. Like, he looked like he was amped up. Uh, and, and differently in the way of Jimmy being antsy. Jimmy didn't look like amped up of like he was excited or nervous. He looked like he was just like, uh, maybe I don't trust someone on the offensive line. Maybe uh, I'm being a little too lackadaisical, I guess, for lack of a better word. Trey Lance looked like, you know, the that you know you go up to bat with the bases loaded, two outs in the ninth inning, and your team's down by three, and you're the game-winning run. He looked like the guy who was, like, scared to make a mistake. And I don't think that's the case, but that's what it looked like from the outside looking in. Again, missing guys high, one pick. Again, probably should have been caught by Debo. Like, I don't want to just pick on, you know, say Jimmy shouldn't have been and Lance should have been because you get two hands on a ball with the stickiest gloves in the world and you can't catch a football. Again, I I don't want to point the blame at somebody because, again, there's... The, the ball could have been placed better for Jimmy and Lance. And Debo and Ayuk both could have caught those balls. Maybe, maybe tougher. I think Lance's throw was worse. Granted, Lance throws a lot harder than Jimmy does. And the ball was somewhat behind Debo. So I, I, I do think all of that combined, it does make Lance's ball harder to catch. But again, not the greatest place ball. Uh, and it, <laughs> he didn't look good. You're sitting there like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Like, these are the quarterbacks we got. Like, I know Jimmy didn't look great, but, like, this this was our third overall pick. Like, oh, And obviously, that's an that is an over-exaggeration. But then Lance kind of turned things around, and he shifted. And we saw what Lance can do once he kind of gets his feet wet. And the one thing I wanted to see him build upon from last week was, you know, he came out hot, right? Uh, the first pass to Ayuk was dropped, but it was a great pass. Uh, the, the big touchdown to Sherfield was a bomb. Everyone's hiding. You know, Trey area! Like, we're all sitting there like, this is the guy. <laughs> like, we got the guy. Um, and 
maybe there were some Jimmy fans going like, oh boy, like if if he keeps doing this, you know, game over, man. Bill Paxton from Aliens, like game over. Um, but again, they, then he kind of struggled. He didn't play well in the two minute drill. Uh, was kind of bad on third downs last week. Granted, not all his fault. Looking at you, Richie James, with your drops. Um, but this week, kind of turned it around. He became more consistent as time went on. His first three drives, again, one for five, a 20% comp percentage, nine yards, one sack, one INT, was missing high, looked rush in the pocket. His final three drives, seven for nine, 78 comp percentage, 93 yards, eight rushing yards, two touchdowns, one sack. There was obviously a miscommunication on the offensive line. Don't blame Lance for that. He looked poised. He looked confident. He was steady in the pocket. We saw Lance last week again. Started off hot, cooled down, and you were saying like, you know, I I, I would have liked you to be consistent and efficient. This past week started off ice cold. You're like, what's going on with him? Uh, so he got the jitters, like, like what's going on? Then he got comfortable. Then he settled in. You know, I I want to compare him to a starting pitcher in baseball. You know, sometimes guys have a rough first inning. Give up two runs, three hits. You know, they throw 30 pitches and you're like, oh man, like, like you know, this is setting us back. It's going to hurt the bullpen. The offense now has to kind of fight its way back into a game. With Lance, it was kind of that way. First three drives, first inning, it doesn't look too great. Like, oof, like, you're going to make the media pundits, you're making yourself kind of look kind of bad. Like, and not like in a, you know, like, he like he stinks kind of way, but like, oof, like, this is putting a dent in your chance to win this starting quarterback job. But then it gets it going. Uh, the engine starts moving, the brain starts turning again, there's oil in the gears. He's like, okay, like, I, I got this. And... I think that was the best Trey Lance we have seen. Yes, there wasn't the 80-yard bomb. Yes, there was that big play to Sherfield for 41 yards. Again, that's probably his favorite target. But there wasn't that big bomb. He was steadily and efficiently moving the ball down the field. He was doing what he needs to do to win this job. Go back to last week, I said, that's what Garoppolo does. He steadily... Uh, efficiently and confidently and consistently moves the ball down the field. Lance did that in his final three drives. He was moving the ball down the field consistently. Chunk plays, but also letting the run game take control, using his legs. Tim Ryan said last week, everything Trey Lance does on his first throw to Ayuk that was dropped, he was, well, that was the epitome of Trey Lance. Last week, technically, I guess Sunday, a, a day ago, <laughs> week two of the NFL preseason, those final three drives as is is I think, I think that's the epitome of Trey Lance, a guy who can hit that big play to Sherfield right, use his legs to not only buy him time in the pocket but as an offensive weapon, add an element to the offense, while consistently and efficiently moving the ball down the field. He was pushing it. That's like, what is the one thing people have knocked Jimmy for? He doesn't push the ball. He's not aggressive with the football. He's maybe a little more conservative. You know, Trey Lance, again, he'll hit the big chunk play, 41 yards to Sherfield. Then he'll use his legs. Then he'll hit the slant. 
Like, those are things Garoppolo usually can't do, usually doesn't do. What we saw on Sunday versus the Chargers was, in my opinion, in those final three drives, everything I needed to see from Trey Lance. Everything I wanted to see, to know that this kid, despite his struggles, despite coming out cold, is not going to give up. And I knew this, but obviously you want to see it. You want to confirm to your to yourself. You want others to see around you that despite the struggles, he didn't look good. He looked awful in his first three drives. Then he got it going. He was consistent. Again, poised in the pocket. He kind of got his bearings, calmed himself down. I don't know if it was Jimmy or or Kyle was like, hey, take a step back. Like you're okay. It's preseason. You're playing against the twos with the ones. And you you know you're not playing against you know the best defense in the NFL. You're not playing against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Like take a step back. Like there is no pressure. If 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 Trey Lance was done after three drives, yes, the media kills him, but he has an excuse. Well, he's a rookie. Like, yes, obviously you want more than that. Like, no doubt about it. You do not want one for five, a pick, and nine yards and a sack. You don't want that for sure. But he has an excuse. He got calm. He got poised. He looked like a starting NFL quarterback in those final three drives. And go back to last week. Um, One thing I talked about was he looked really bad on third downs. That being Trey Lance. And I was wondering, like, Ooh, like, if you're going to succeed in the NFL, you are going to need to uh, play well on third down, especially because Garoppolo, I, to, to my knowledge, was like the top five uh, best third down converting quarterbacks in the NFL in 2019. Like, he was efficient on third down. And that is a pivotal down, obviously, in the NFL. And Lance, again, one week ago, didn't show that. This week, it wasn't great, but it was improved. Two for four, 50% comp percentage. Again, not great, but solid enough. A, a building block in the right direction. 24 yards, one touchdown, two first downs. Uh, had it not been for the touchdown, it would have been three first downs, but I'll take the TD instead like we all would. <laughs> um, of course, the one interception and the one sack. But again, go back. The sack and INT were all in the first three drives. On third down... After the first three drives that were a debacle, he calmed down, two for four, 50% comp percentage, 24 yards, one touchdown, two first downs. That is Trey Lance building in the right direction, moving in the direction of pushing for a starting quarterback to have, or at least putting something on film to be one, proud of, but also to show Shanahan, despite what I need to work on still, I'm capable I am capable of moving the ball down the field in pivotal moments on on important uh downs during the game on important drives during the game. Um we all know the 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 last play of or the last drive, excuse me, of the half. You're sitting there like Lance hasn't looked good, but he got the ball back with 59 seconds. And he came out and he was firing. They scored in 45 seconds in that final drive before halftime. Had the big play uh, to Sherfield. 61 yards, one touchdown, two first downs. Like, he looked like... Like, go back to the Ravens game in 2019. Shanahan played conservative. I get it was raining. It was, you know, there were excuses there. Played a conservative. 
With Trey Lance, there is an element that he brings with Shanahan is that, yes, I can score no matter how much time is left. And while uh, Garoppolo is a good quarterback, he can play well, that is something he really doesn't do. Like, the George Kittle play in New Orleans is kind of an anomaly in regards to Garoppolo's playing style or his resume thus far in the NFL. What Lance did in that final drive before halftime, at least to myself, was, hey Shanahan, I'm a quarterback that can score in 45 seconds. I can hit the big play. I can get uh, important first downs when necessary. He had one timeout. Marched down the field in 45 seconds, efficient. He was on his mark. He was poised in the com- in in the pocket, under pressure. Played extremely well. Got the touchdown. You're sitting there going like, "Where was this? <laughs> like, wow, okay, like, like all the practice, everything you've worked on." And Brent Jones today from uh, he was on KMBR, the former Niners tight end. He said, "Look, everything I've heard is Trey Lance has come extraordinarily far and has progressed a lot since being drafted, and I think we're seeing that." Um, and again, like, like many of us aren't looking at him saying like, well, you know, the shoulder's high on the mechanics or the footwork is bad. What we're seeing is a week-to-week progression, right? Week one, home run pass, the Warner pass, some drops, uh, took some sacks. This past week, struggled earlier, then got it together, had a good three drives to end his playing time. He had six total drives. Yeah, you know, the total stats don't look great at the end of the day, but he tightened things up. He looked like a starting NFL quarterback in those final three drives. Now, take these two games combined against the Chiefs, against the Chargers. I understand there's context there, playing against the ones, playing against the twos and the threes. Uh, Trey Lance on the third down is four for eight. 50% comp percentage, obviously. 34 yards, one touchdown, two first downs, one INT and four sacks. Again, understand one of the sacks and the INT came early in the game against the Chargers. This very easily could read 4 for 7, uh, 34 yards, or 5 for 7, 5 for 8, excuse me. You know, 40 yards, 1 touchdown, 3 first downs, uh, and 3 sacks. Like, again, small adjustments. He's making them. Small improvements. He's making them week by week. We are actively seeing Trey Lance week by week make the improvements to get into that quarterback competition conversation. Or at least show Shanahan, hey, if you have to go to me, you can trust me. Uh, And two-minute drills. Uh, He's looked really good. Again, I already mentioned how last week he was missing high over the middle. Almost picked two times against the Chiefs. He was thrown wide. He was sacked a few times. He fumbled. Week one against the Chiefs, again this past week, he was 4 for 8, 61 yards, 1 touchdown, 2 first downs, scored in 45 seconds. Again, we are seeing the week-to-week progression from a 21-year-old rookie who hasn't played in almost 2 years. Like, that is what you want to see. He may not be the starter. He probably won't be. For the better. He'll get plays. He will get his feet wet. And to me, when you look at what Trey Lance can do... This should maybe open the door for him to. We've we've heard all all training camp that he's only doing read option plays with the ones. I think what he showed on Sunday versus Chargers is that hey, we can open that playbook a little more. 
like the Lions or the Philadelphia or even the Packers. They might be expecting a read option, but I'm hitting Sherfield for a 75-yard bomb or a 20-yard bomb. Like, again, like, Lance, to me, showed Shanahan or proved to me that it might open the door uh, in Shanahan's brain of, hey, look, I can trust this guy a little more now. There's still struggles, but the door's opening a little bit to where come week five, come week six, when 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 Lance has gotten his feet wet against Detroit and Philadelphia and Green Bay against the, the Seahawks, has maybe faced a top five defense, top ten defense, and maybe played well or uh, executed the play correctly, it opens the door further and further and further. Like, the door may have been shut initially or maybe cracked somewhat, but it's a little more open today. The playbook's opened more today. And I think when they play the Raiders, I don't know how much Lance is going to play. Uh, the starters are supposed to play. Uh, I think it's like an entire quarter or entire half. Um, so you're going to see Garoppolo and Kittle and hopefully Mostert and Williams and guys like that. Uh, so Lance might get the second half of that game. If he comes out and he balls out, and again, playing against the twos and the threes, you know, not much to say about that. But uh, if he continues to progress, like Sunday's game is, you know, is everything you want to see from a young kid who hasn't played in two years. A guy who who has been drafted by a team trying to win now. Sunday's game and what he put on paper and on film to me shows that there are things he can do with his arm, with his legs, that is going to help this team win now. That might be those read option plays. That might be uh, a fake to Moster and you know a play action bomb to to Sherfield or Kittle, whoever it may be. Like there are things Lance is showing on tape that should give Niner fans optimism as to the future, obviously. But come week one, if Lance is on that field, there's going to be the initial excitement of like, oh, Lance is playing with his first ever NFL snap, but also the confidence behind that that he's not gonna mess this up and this play could be a big one for our offense. Again, come week four, come week five, come the bye week, you know, if he's played well and, again, continues to show consistent progression, we might see Trey Lance start an NFL game come week eight, come week nine, against Indianapolis or Chicago, week 10, wherever it may be. Now, there's going to be a time this year where Trey Lance does likely start or is playing like 25% of snaps, 15% of snaps on offense because he continues to show the progression. But the question then becomes, what and why hasn't Kyle Shanahan named a starting quarterback? Like, like why won't he just name Garoppolo? Why won't he just name Trey Lance? And one, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I was filling in for Kyle Madsen today on uh, Stiney Guru and Dibs uh, on 95.7 The Game. And I think it was Steiny and Dibs. They both said, like, uh, it, it was Matt Steinman's. He said, uh, coaches don't do things on a Matt Mayoko's time because a Kemp Inman or a Matt Barrows want me to. NFL coaches do things on their time. She, like Shanahan doesn't need to tell any reporter. And, again, I, I'm sure he respects all those guys in there. 
especially guys like Mayoko and Inman. Like those guys are phenomenal reporters. Been there forever. They they do a great job. And I'm sure to a certain degree, it's kind of like what, like, like what do you want me to do? I'm not gonna name my starting quarterback week two of the you know preseason. And yeah, to a certain degree, it may give Garoppolo more confidence. But let's be honest here. If Shanahan and Lynch were telling Garoppolo everything, telling them their plans in the offseason about, oh, we might trade you, we're going to get this quarterback, or whatever it may be, why wouldn't he be, why wouldn't they be open and honest as to what they're going to do in their regular season come week one? Like, you think Lance and Garoppolo don't know? And I think Shanahan's been pretty honest with us. Look, Garoppolo's quarterback one. Lance will get some run. That rhymed, and I hate that, but <laughs> uh, but but Lance will be worked in to the offense. Like that's been said for like over a week and a half now. And I, I I'm, I'm sure to a certain degree, Shanahan's sitting back like I already did this. <laughs> like like you guys know the plan. You guys want to keep talking about it, and yes, there hasn't been like you know the the gavel on the you know the block, and everyone's like, well, okay, it's Garoppolo, done deal, because it's not a done deal. We know who will be the starting quarterback come week one. It'll be Jimmy Garoppolo, but Trey Lance, uh, excuse me, Trey Lance, will progressively get worked into the offense more and more and more and more until they overlap and Lance takes over. Like that, that that has been the clear cut plan. Since Shanahan said that was the plan, pretty much, for over like a week and a half, two weeks now, people just aren't listening. And you, and you can think what you want. Like you can have your opinion. Lance should start. He needs more reps. Uh, I want to see what he can do. That's fine. We may disagree, but I see your point of view. I'm of the the thought process of Garoppolo plays, Lance gets worked in, he gets comfortable, builds the chemistry, then he plays, takes over, and then we're, you know, full throttle. But why won't Shanahan name a starter? That's the big question, right? And the simple the simple answer is, look, uh, they're playing Detroit Week 1, Jared Goff, Biden kneecaps Dan Campbell. Why do I, why does Shanahan have to name a starter? Like, why does he have to put the gavel on the block and say, he, Jimmy Garoppolo is my quarterback week one? Because, simply, he wants Detroit to think, well, is it Garoppolo? Is it Lance? We've got to prep for both of these guys. When, in reality, they're going to have to prep for both these guys anyways. <laughs> like, they're both going to play. It's not like Shanahan's trying to play mind games to a certain degree. Because Dan Campbell knows he's going to see the majority of Garoppolo and somewhat of Trey Lance. Philadelphia knows they're going to see the majority of Garoppolo somewhat of Trey Lance. There's no way you're tossing Lance out there against Detroit, Philadelphia, then you're having him play Green Bay. Again, majority of Garoppolo, a little bit of Trey Lance. I will say the awful rhyme again. Jimmy Garoppolo is quarterback one, and Trey Lance, he's going to get some run. <laughs> God, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, but, like, people want to blow this up. That, you know, the way Shanahan responds is like, I'm not going to answer that now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that now. Like, why would I do that? You know, that's not something I want to say now. 
it's not because he's like secretly like I'm gonna start Trey Lance. Ha ha! I'm tricking all of them. No, what he's saying is like, why would I give my opposition uh, the full kind of go about what we're gonna do? Because I want I want the defense of Detroit and Philadelphia and Green Bay to go out there and say like I don't I have an idea, but I don't know what they're gonna do. It's more about a competitive advantage. And again, I don't think you're sitting there looking back like, I have all these guys fooled. If I can come out and say it, David Lombardi has said it over and over and over again. Look, it's going to be Garoppolo. Lance will get, you know, put in the offense over time. Like, that's been, Shanahan said himself. Again, like, it's, it's been said over and over and over again. It's not like Detroit didn't hear that or doesn't know that. They have film on Garoppolo. They can look at Lance in preseason and in college and go, he'd probably do this stuff. And again, we all know Shanahan's the, you know, the the play calling guru. He'll make things. He, he's amazing. He will make plays for Lance and Garoppolo to both succeed. But the game plan has been laid out there. So Kyle Shanahan doesn't need to name a starting quarterback because he already has. You just weren't listening, or maybe not you, the listener, but uh, those in the media aren't listening. <laughs> those who are trying to push a narrative aren't listening. If you listen closely, put your ear to the ground. It was said two weeks ago, a week and a half ago in a press conference. It was very obvious. Well, you know, Kyle Shanahan has said that Lance wouldn't get reps with the first team. Well, then he got reps with the first team. Then they weren't going to split reps. Well, then they split reps. Well, well uh, yeah, because guess what? Lance is the future. Garoppolo is the kind of present. It'll be like 80-20 Garoppolo-Lance. Then it'll be 70-30. Then it'll be 60-40. Then it'll be flipped in 70-30, or at that point probably 100% Lance, <laughs> to be honest with you. But again, like... This is something that's been it has been laid out. To quote again, Steiny Guru and Dibs, I'm putting the rat on the table. Shanahan put the rat on the table two weeks ago. This is not a conversation to really have as to well, he hasn't named a starter. Well, maybe to your liking, or to what maybe whoever you may be who you want. But in reality, go back and listen to it. It's on their YouTube page. He says it. You know, yeah, you know, Trey's going to play League 1 and Garoppolo's starting. Like, he couldn't have been more clear. But, again, two weeks go by. Lance hit the home run pass. Plays well against Chicago, uh, Chargers. And who For all we know, Lance comes out next weekend against the Raiders and just kills it. And we're sitting back like, maybe there's a reason why Shanahan didn't name Garoppolo the starter because he might want to pick Lance. And, and again... If Lance comes out and balls against the Raiders, it probably doesn't matter. Lance played well against the Chargers, built up his trust, or built up trust with Shanahan, built up that confidence between head coach and quarterback that's so important that he hasn't really had with Garoppolo. But this conversation in regards to who's starting week one has been over for a long time. It really was kind of over before it even started. But, to uh, to appease the masses, I'll say it. Shanahan said, I'll say it again. Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo will start week one as quarterback one. 
and Trey Lance. <laughs> he will get some run. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, I'm really sorry. Um, but yeah. So we have week of preseason left. Roster cuts come down 85 to 80 tomorrow. That being Tuesday, August 24th. To see who gets cut. To get all the updates around the San Francisco 49ers. Do you know where to go for all that stuff? Oh, wait. I know where to go. Follow us on Instagram, 49ers.access. Follow us on Twitter, 49ers underscore access. Oh, you're not going to want to miss a thing. Who's starting week one? Uh, well, is it Jimmy? Is it Trey? Well, you know who it is. But if it, it, if it changes, if it changes, guess who'll be there? Who's getting cut tomorrow? Guess who'll be there? We will. Instagram, 49ers.access. Twitter, 49ers underscore access. You are not going to want to miss a thing. It's going to be a fun final week of preseason. I think it's, what, two and a half weeks? Almost three weeks until week one of the NFL season. The season opener in Detroit. Ooh. Ooh. Can't wait. Going to be so much fun. Cannot wait to see what this final roster looks like. Who are going to be our official 2021 San Francisco 49ers? Will we see Jalen Hurd against the Raiders? Oof. So much to look forward to. Again, you're not going to want to miss a thing. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to leave a like, a share, subscribe, leave a review. Say this podcast is awesome. Say you love me so much. Say, give me an undertake. As a review, do what you want. Have fun with the reviews. Say jokes. Do what you want. Put the rat on the table like Steining Guru and Dibs in the reviews. Tell your friends about this podcast. This has been the 49ers Access Podcast. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett and all the Niner fans out there, until I hear from you again, until you hear from me again, stay faithful.